Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project. I'm really excited today. I have Janine from Easy Crypto here to talk to us all about cryptocurrencies and financial literacy and Janine's thoughts. And I'm just excited to hear about something different and new because I haven't heard much about um, this sort of thing before. So hi, Janine. Welcome. Um, hi, how are you? Me. Awesome. Good, thank you. No worries. Um, yeah, this will be really interesting. And I, it's funny, when I ran the poll on Instagram, a lot of people said they sort of know what it is but not really so everyone sort of has heard of it but they're not fully fully sure about what's going on so that'll be good as well um i guess to start off do you want to um introduce yourself a bit and tell us about your role at easy easy crypto and what that's all about sure thing so um I started Easy Crypto at the very end of 2017 with my brother, Alan. So he looks after all of the tech side of it. He does all the coding, the website, and I look after pretty much everything else. So um, <laughs> that encompasses a lot of things. I look after partnerships with um, external parties, help out with quite a lot of customer support. So many of our customers will know me personally because I'm often on the desk and responding to things. Check that all our systems are operating smoothly and basically just kind of the day-to-day ins and outs of running a business, which is all sorts of interesting things. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, that's so cool. And maybe, do you want to tell us a bit about the story and how you came um, to start Easy Crypto with your brother? Did you always want to own your own business? Were you always into cryptocurrencies? How did that all start for you? Yes, I have been involved in cryptocurrency for a while. And I think that was a lot of the genesis behind this is that people knew me as someone who knew things about cryptocurrency. And so I would often get asked, you know, back in 2017, which was, I think, the last time that they really burst into popular consciousness because there was a lot of media articles about Bitcoin. And so a lot of people would be asking me, how do I buy? How does it work? So Mm. we realized that there just wasn't an easy cheap way for New Zealanders to get access to cryptocurrency and that was something we wanted to solve was to make it accessible for everyone make it cheap make it really simple because the the concepts of cryptocurrency can be very confusing and people Mm. have a lot of fear about how do I get started I don't want to lose my money so we wanted to make it really simple and secure and safe for everyone to get involved so that was the genesis of easy crypto uh, Alan sort of designed up the site over a weekend and, um, he, you know, he's wow. a very, he's excellent at what he does. And so with his technical skills and my sort of business uh, acumen, putting those two things together made for a really awesome partnership and brought us mm. to where we are today with, um, yeah, thousands of Kiwis on board and millions of dollars of crypto um, that we've traded over the last two years. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And so cool that you could do it with your brother as well, because sometimes people might find it hard to work with family, but that's awesome that you guys get to um, have your own business together. Yeah, it's been a really interesting one just from that point of view of those complementary skill sets that we didn't realize mm. when we went into business that we actually had the perfect combination between us for doing exactly what we're doing. So it was a bit of a happy accident, really. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and tell us, what, what are cryptocurrencies? Is I think uh, one common mis- misconception that a lot of people have is they think cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is the same thing, but Bitcoin sort of comes under a cryptocurrency. So maybe explain what that is and how they all work. Sure thing. So yeah, Bitcoin is the one that people have heard about the most because it was the very first cryptocurrency. So I'll explain about Bitcoin and then we can sort of talk about crypto more broadly. Um, So Bitcoin was invented as a way for people to transact value 
without having, say, a central entity like a bank or a government to be in charge of it. So normally, if, if we swap money between us, it needs to go via our banks or via someone who can be um, an independent and, you know, source of truth as to who owns what money. So cryptocurrency or Bitcoin specifically solve for this by creating a way to exchange value digitally. So pretty much money on the internet, which we didn't really have at all before. You can send money electronically, mm -hmm. but it's still the government at the end of the day or the banks who says who owns what. So cryptocurrency through Bitcoin was a fully decentralized and peer-to-peer -peer way of doing money. And Bitcoin was the first um, iteration of that. And then heaps of other cryptocurrencies have sprung up over time and they all do different things. Some of them are trying to do a very similar thing to Bitcoin, but maybe do it faster or cheaper. Other ones are doing completely different projects. Uh, there's one cryptocurrency called Ethereum, which is the second biggest one after Bitcoin. And it's like a platform. It allows other people to build their own projects on top of it. So it's a building block sort of cryptocurrency. And it's really useful. And it's one that I think we'll be hearing about a lot more in the future as finance becomes more decentralized. You can do all sorts of things with Ethereum, like peer-to-peer -peer loans, insurance policies, um, contracts for all sorts of stuff can all be done decentralized and on a blockchain, which is the underlying technology underneath. Hmm. Yeah. And so how, what, and, in amongst cryptocurrencies, what's Easy Crypto's role in that? So we are a way for people to get New Zealand dollars into cryptocurrency, or if they have cryptocurrency, they can swap that back out for New Zealand dollars. So we're what's called an on-ramp and off-ramp. So people who just want to yeah, get involved, they come through us first. And then once you're inside the cryptocurrency ecosystem, you can do all sorts of things once you're in there. But to get your New Zealand dollars in in the first place, that's where we help. Mm. And what are the benefits of people getting involved with cryptocurrencies and, and, and using easy crypto? What would someone maybe, like, why would someone want to get involved with cryptocurrencies? Sure. So there's heaps of different reasons. And I think it'll become more commonplace as we go on. Right now, mm. it's still very, very early days. So you sort of often hear about early adopters and that sort of thing. And we're very much in that phase with cryptocurrency. By my estimates, less than 1% of people in New Zealand have cryptocurrency. So that's a very, very small amount. Mm. And globally, the estimates aren't much higher. So this is super early days. But there's heaps of benefits. For example, um, sending money internationally. So at the moment, for you to send money overseas, it might take a couple of days, depending on what bank you're with. Over the weekend, obviously, you can't send funds at all. And it can take, you know, maybe $20, maybe $50 in bank fees, depending, you know, on what the exchange rates are and that sort of thing. So it's slow and it's costly to move money internationally. Whereas with cryptocurrency, I just sent some Bitcoin to um, some of my friends in Malaysia yesterday. It arrived there in five minutes and it cost me next to nothing. So mm. that's a really obvious use case of why digital money can be very helpful. And also the idea of around decentralizing finance. So at the moment, if you want a loan, you have to go to the bank or, you know, there are some peer-to-peer -peer lenders that you can look at, like things like Harmony, but they are still, there is a central entity that's in control of that and that manages that process and clips the ticket, you know, takes a fee along the way. Whereas cryptocurrencies enable everything to be decentralized. So you can set up fully peer-to-peer -peer loans. Um, you could go to like a, a decentralized pool of people who are willing to lend money and just go, that person over there, that range, I'm happy with that. Do an automatic online contract and no one needs to have any, um, you know, there's no middleman in the middle there clipping the ticket or taking a fee on the way. Mm. Yeah, so it sounds like cryptocurrencies allow you to sort of have a lot more control over your well, I guess that currency and then also it's a, it's easier to transfer that in between countries and other people. Yeah. And that idea of control is a really important one. It's actually 
a big part of the genesis behind cryptocurrency is this idea of our current monetary system is controlled by banks and by governments. And mm. in a country like New Zealand, that's not, you know, we don't have issues with that. Our, our government's trustworthy. Our banks, you know, for the most part, act responsibly. But in other countries, that's not the case. There are a lot of governments that will just print money and cause deflation, which means that, you know, say you have $1,000 in your bank account, that might be worth half tomorrow. You know, case of, of like mm. Zimbabwe is a really good point in case there, that people's savings just deteriorate in value because the government prints money. Venezuela is having similar issues. People have had their bank accounts frozen, so they can't get funds out. And there are a lot of countries in the world where people don't have good government and good institutions. And so being able to hold your own money and being in full control of it yourself is incredibly powerful. And even here in New Zealand, so I wanted to get some money out of my own bank account the other day, and it was a large amount of money. And I didn't have the ability to withdraw the funds myself. I had to call my bank, had to sit on hold for an hour to ask mm. them to let me take out my own money. And it's like, when you think about that, it's, it's actually quite unethical in some regards that my own money isn't available for me to access when and how I want it. So cryptocurrency really does put complete control in everyone's hands. It's, you know, you're effectively your own bank, which is pretty awesome. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think that's really important, especially the piece you're saying about having that access, um, because you're right, it is sort of strange when you think about it that you can't have that almost instant access and cryptocurrencies, I suppose, give you that. It's just that easy way of accessing with limited barriers to get it, I suppose. Yeah. And that's a bit of a double-edged sword, right? You've got the full control with yourself and the ease of access. It's all up to you. But that also means that there's a lot more personal responsibility. And so people mm. need to make sure they've put in right place the right protections to look after their money and that they also have the ability to access it. You know, for example, if I keep my cryptocurrency wallet on my phone and I don't have any other backup of it anywhere and my phone breaks or I lose it or it gets stolen, dropped on the toilet, anything like that, I could lose all of my money. So it is something that people just have to be a bit um, mindful of is the responsibility, but also making sure you, um, you know, do take care of your own funds because you can't just ring up the Bitcoin helpline and ask your password to be reset. There is, mm. you know, there's no one there. There's no central authority on it. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose thinking about the currency itself, how is that, I suppose, valued against the normal dollar figure or whatever your normal currency is? And how does that sort of work with values? Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's an open market. So anyone can buy and sell um, cryptocurrency and, you know, bid whatever price they want to pay for it. And then the market, you know, moves over time, depending on how many people are wanting to buy and how many people are wanting to sell. So over time, we have seen the general trend is Bitcoin going up in value against the New Zealand dollar or, or against the US dollar. It is very volatile. It can do massive swings up and massive swings down. You know, the, I think last month or in March, actually, Bitcoin lost 40% of value in a day. I mean, it bounced mm. right back up the next week, um, but it is, you know, it is a bit of a roller coaster in terms of the value. It's not very stable. Um, the the long-term trend, though, is an upwards trend. And I think that, you know, in my view, that would continue because Bitcoin has a scarce supply. There's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin in existence. No more can right. be printed. And that's not very many when you think that, you know, the population of Australia is 24 million. So not even everyone in Australia can have their own Bitcoin if they wanted to. So mm. there is probably, a, in my mind, scarcity will drive an increase in value over time. But it's not guaranteed because it, it is all about supply and demand and the market forces. Yeah. Okay, cool. And how is this something that just like the normal person or like me could get involved in? And do you think it's something that young people should be considering getting involved with? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, one of the most important rules in finance is to diversify, right? Don't put all of your eggs in one basket, have, you know, maybe have some shares, maybe, you know, if you're in a position to get involved in property or going with some friends or, you know, look at different ways that you can put your money into different investments. And as part of a portfolio of investments, I think cryptocurrency, in my view, absolutely should be in there. It's a really, it's a new asset class. It's only been around for around a decade, but it's had really good returns over that time. I wouldn't ever recommend anyone put all of their savings into it or definitely <laughs> don't, you know, take out credit card loans to buy crypto. That would be a terrible idea. But if you're putting in five or 10 or even 20% of your overall portfolio into cryptocurrency, that could be a really, you know, it could have good long-term payoff for you because historically it has done really well over the long term Mm. and how do we get involved in this is it a matter of signing up and then getting into the market or how does that sort of work Yes, there's a couple of different ways that you can get involved. Um, The first step, obviously, is to take some New Zealand dollars and put that into cryptocurrency. And that's where Easy Crypto can help. We make that hopefully really easy for you. All you have to do is sign up and create an account. Um, You have to verify it because, you know, the regulation in New Zealand requires us to know who we're selling to. So you have to verify your account. And then you can just put some money in. You know, you could start with 50 bucks and buy just a little bit of Bitcoin and then see how it goes from there. Once you have your cryptocurrency, you've got two options. You can hold it, which just effectively means put in a wallet, keep it safe somewhere, and then just wait and see what happens over a year or two years or five years. Or alternatively, you can trade it, which would mean that you're kind of watching the markets and trying to make good calls on when to sell and when to buy. My personal strategy is to hold because I think it's a lot easier, it's less stressful, and over the long run, I, you know, my view is that crypto will go up long term. Um, we do definitely have customers that trade, but it's a lot more effort and you have to be, I guess, have a bigger risk appetite because it's a lot easier to lose your money with trading because you're you know, trying to make the right calls on the market, which is pretty hard to do. Mm, yeah, for sure. And do you think that cryptocurrency will only become sort of increasingly popular as we move forward? And how do you see that integrating into younger generations? Yeah, I do. I see the younger generations really taking up cryptocurrency. Also, older generations as well, which is quite interesting mm. to me. I have a lot of customers in their 50s and 60s that are putting relatively big chunks of cash in because they have a bit of a, um, I know what you call it, but like they they aren't convinced that the financial system that we have is trustworthy and the banks, you know, they want to get their funds out of the banks and have them under their own control, which is a really interesting driver. For mm. younger generations, um, the millennials and Gen Zs, I'm seeing them buying because they it's, it's an investment class that they can access. Like, Property, I mean, that's out of reach for so many people. Even shares, you know, we've got things like sharesies and Hatch now that allow you to buy little bits. Um, But cryptocurrency is everyone can get involved. Even if you only had a dollar, you could, you know, buy a dollar worth of Bitcoin. So it's a very um, democratic asset class in that point of view. And again, I I think the younger generations, you know, we're more technically literate. And so it's easier for Mm. people to get their heads around how it works and to get involved. Um, And I can see that this is going to become more popular, particularly as more projects become digitally based so Mm. for example if you had a particular company that you really enjoy like maybe your local donut stand or something it it is potential in the future that that donut stand could put their business into a cryptocurrency so every time you buy your coffee and your donut in the morning you earn a little bit of rewards which then gets you a little bit of an ownership stake in the business and you get a share of the profits like Mm. that kind of thing is technically possible with the way that cryptocurrencies work so it gives people a lot more um, it gives us new ways to invest and new ways to get involved in projects and businesses that we are really passionate about or are invested in um, personally. 
Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's um, really exciting and something that probably seems like to people who don't know much about it, quite unrealistic, but it is cool to know that that is where it's heading. And I guess as we only communicate more internationally, it becomes even more valuable because it's going to be that easier way to, to transfer currency and things. Um, and you've mentioned a little bit about financial literacy and how you also have an interest in that as well. And do you think, what are your thoughts around financial literacy and do you think cryptocurrency will come into that as well? I think financial literacy is hugely important. Um, I personally am so grateful that my parents had, you know, a really good focus on that when I was a kid. They taught me, you know, to save my pocket money and to, mm. um, you know, even having pocket money so that I learned about how to use money. And as a kid, that was really valuable. So I think you just can't underestimate the importance of that. And it's something that I think in New Zealand, unfortunately, we we don't have enough education in that area. Um mm. And for cryptocurrency, like, I hope that this will be something that gives um, our younger generations an opportunity to improve their financial literacy because, you know, you can use cryptocurrency, again, on a micro scale. Like, you can have $5 worth of cryptocurrency and invest it in 10 different projects and see how they perform and track your returns. And it's almost like you can, you know, you can test with really, really small amounts and and learn how things work before committing, um, you know, more. Yeah, I think the financial literacy around what to expect and what's normal for investments is really important as well. Have you always, has like money and currency always been something that you've been interested in and think is important to learn about? Or is it only as you sort of got older that you realized the value and the importance in learning about that? I think it's something that I've always been interested in and I do have my parents to credit for that because they always um, yeah, taught us sort of the importance of understanding how money works from a young age. I remember mm. when I was a kid, we, we had a garage sale at home one day and I got, you know, the proceeds that we made from the garage sale, we got to invest and us kids got to choose what to invest in. So it would have only been, you know, oh. a couple of hundred bucks, not much money. But I remember we bought shares in the warehouse with that money from the garage sale. And then we could see how those shares were performing. We got dividends from them. We could sell those shares later and get a, you know, a, a gain from that. And it was a really important lesson to understand how you can take a little bit of money and turn it into more money. Um, and, you know, being able, to under, being able to have access to investments other than just having your, you know, income from earning a wage is really important because it is hard to get... Um, it is hard to get wealthy in life from just having wages. Investments is a really critical mm. part of making your own personal wealth. And so having access to investments through things like cryptocurrency is really excellent, I think, for younger people because it, it gives you an asset class that's easy to get involved in. You don't have to spend too much and it can help you earn money that you maybe couldn't earn just by working a, a job and taking home your paycheck. Mm, yeah I definitely agree with you there and I know that you've also mentioned um, scams and how those can be quite common so what's your knowledge around this and what should we sort of be aware of yeah this is a really really important area and one that you know if your listeners take nothing else away from this podcast I'd say take away a bit of skepticism and um, making sure you really do your research on anything you want to invest in. The mm. area of cryptocurrencies, I mean, scammers are everywhere. They will always try to get your money any angle they can. However, cryptocurrencies are particularly attractive for scammers because they have this you know, beautiful area where people don't really understand them and they don't know what's going on. So scammers can kind of say anything and it's, well, that sounds believable. Um, and also there's this idea out there that, hey, I can make a lot of money on cryptocurrency because people have in the past, um, you know, whether you're investing in an ICO that suddenly shot up or even, you know, if you got into Bitcoin early on and it's done well over time. So you've got this, um, I guess, FOMO of, oh, I want to invest because I'm going to make a lot of money. And you've got this confusion of, 
I don't actually know anything about it. So with those two things combined, it's a really ripe area for scammers. So a couple of tips and tricks that I would really encourage people um, to think about in this area is firstly, anything that guarantees you return is probably a scam. There is no way to guarantee return. And particularly if it's uh, too good to be true, it probably is. I've seen lots mm. of um, cryptocurrency investments that say you'll get 5% per day. And if you do the math on that, that means you could take a thousand dollars and you'd have a million by the end of the year. And it's just like, that's just not possible, right? Like no one's mm. going to be giving away that sort of money. And if there was a guaranteed way to make that kind of money, um, you know, it's, everyone would be in on it and we'd all be millionaires. Um, the other thing that's really important, and this is a tough one because we're all used to believing, you know, we trust our friends and family, right? Like if someone goes to the movies and they're like, that was an awesome movie, you're like, great. Or if they really like a new coffee shop down the road, you, you trust your friends and family's opinions. And scammers have unfortunately clued onto this. And there's things called pyramid schemes, which people might have heard about before. They're not new for cryptocurrency. They've been around for probably hundreds of years, but they, you know, someone will recruit a person and tell them, hey, go tell all your friends and family and you're going to make all this money. And they get their friends and family involved who then get their friends and family involved. And everyone is getting more and more people involved. And as more people put money into the scheme, the people at the top of the scheme get to take money out. But there's no money being created. There's no profit. Everyone is just taking out the other people's funds. So if you are in a pyramid scheme and you're telling all your friends and family and they're putting money in, you are effectively just stealing their money and the guys at the top of the pyramid are stealing the most. And at the end of the day, at some point, the whole pyramid's going to collapse and the people at the bottom just get left with nothing. So we do see this a lot with cryptocurrency and it makes me really sad because there are people who maybe they're making thousands of dollars um, out of the scheme that they've gotten into, but it's only because they're at the top of the pyramid and other people are below it and are investing and they're getting the payouts from the people beneath them. So you have to be really careful with things that your friends and family are investing in. Even if they're making money, it might not be real money. It might be your money that they're making. Mm. Yeah, I think that is extremely important. I'm so glad that you touched on that as well because I feel like a lot more is coming out these days surrounding pyramid schemes. And a lot of the time people don't understand how that works. And like you said, they don't view it from that angle where the per- there's a person at the top who's actually getting the most gain from mm. that and it doesn't really seem like that from the outside. Yeah, it's a really hard one for us because we see it relatively frequently, particularly with young people as well. It does seem to target mm. them. And when I try to tell people that it's a scam, they often get quite angry at me and they think that I'm personally trying to stop them from making money. Whereas mm. for me, for my business, if I tell anyone not to spend money through my business, I lose out because I, I make money through you know people trading on our platform. So it's never in my best interest to tell someone not to spend money with me. Um, but you know, I really do care about the financial well-being of people in New Zealand and all of our customers. And I really want people to not lose their money to scams. So it's something that I'm very passionate about trying to stop but it is really hard so the more that we can educate our friends and family and if you you know if you see anyone that's doing something that just sounds a little bit too good to be true have a word with them because at the end of the day it's only going to hurt them to lose their money Um, and the more friends and family they bring in that's the more people they get harmed as well Mm, yeah definitely and I know you've already touched on um, some things similar to this but I suppose what are some other key takeaways or learnings that you've had through your journey and just financial literacy or even in your career and um, how has that affected the way that you I guess think about money and deal with it today Mm, it's a really good question Um, I mean I already touched on the point of diversifying I think that's really important and I think um, there's actually a lot better options nowadays on that. When I first started investing, I remember that, you know, I wanted to buy some shares. I'd saved up some um, from, you know, I'd been working 
I think I was getting paid 15 bucks an hour at a, a travel agency and I saved up some money and I wanted to invest in shares, but the minimum amount I could buy was a thousand dollars. So it was actually a really mm. big investment for me to save that much to get in. Whereas nowadays you've got sharesies, you've got hatch, you've got other things like that, which allow you to invest a really, you know, from much more achievable amounts. So that's really awesome. So I would say, um, Definitely start as soon as you can, because the sooner you get started, the sooner that you'll be able to look back in 10 years and be like, ah, I've actually, you know, built up a little bit of wealth. So start soon, even if it means starting small. Diversify, always important to diversify. And, you know, when you start, perhaps you're starting with just shares and buy a few different types of shares, or maybe you start with cryptocurrency, buy a few different types of cryptocurrency, and then look at diversifying across asset classes as well. And the more things that you can put in your portfolio, the better. Um, Keep a track of it. That's always kind of fun to, you know, maybe once a month, just check what all your balances are so you can see how your wealth has grown over time. And that will, mm. even if it's only grown a little bit, like $10 here, $20 there, it will, I think, really help to, to show that you are building up and get you motivated because those 10 and $20 add up. And then before you know it, you'll be a millionaire at 60. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly yeah, right. Get started, start small and, and keep, keep the momentum going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you're so right. And, um, the piece about going back and checking is important as well because that just adds the overall feeling of you have control of your money and where it's going rather than you just chucking it to an investment because you heard that was the right thing to do and then forgetting about it and you don't actually know where your money's going. So yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that, um, and this is something I always did when I started was to set aside your investment before you do your savings. So when I first started investing, I would get my paycheck and I would set aside half of it and invest that and mm. I would live off the rest. And I mean, I did live very cheaply. I lived in pretty crappy flats and that sort of stuff. So you might not need to be quite as extreme as that. Even if it's 5%, take that 5% out first and then live off the rest. Never leave your investing until after you've spent what you need to spend because there will be nothing left. Yeah, yeah, too true. And I suppose as a business owner as well, would you have any advice or um, things for young people to take away in relation to building a career or maybe starting their own business? Yeah, it's a really interesting one to me because I never intended to have my own business. I sort of didn't really know what I was doing with my career. I've been through a few different things. I've worked in um, strategy. My last job was in New Zealand doing strategy there. And prior to that, I was in banking and consulting and local government. So I've done kind of all sorts of random bits mm. and pieces. Um, and I didn't necessarily have a plan for my career. And I think there's a lot of emphasis on out there often on we need to know where we're going and know what we're doing. And I would just like stick my hand up and say, as a meanderer, you know, you probably get there. You'll find that all these things that you've meandered in, if you if you go to jobs and if you take on projects that you find it interesting, you'll build up skills that will get you towards a place that will let you do something that you're like, ah, oh, this this is actually it and this fits and this works. And so that's where I found myself now. You know, as recently as two years ago, I had no idea what I was doing with my career, but I had picked up all of these skills along the way. And now with the job I'm doing now, those skills are all so useful and they make such a big difference in my day-to-day -day life and me being able to run the company um, that I have today so yeah mm. just meander you'll be fine yeah yeah I love that cool that's so awesome thank you Janine I think lastly I guess I just wanted to say um how can we support easy crypto and learn a bit more about cryptocurrencies like did you know any resources or can we go onto the easy crypto website yeah, jump onto the Easy Crypto website. We've got a brand new website that we just launched last week. So it's www.easycrypto.ai. So that's cool. E-A-S-Y-C-R-Y-P-T-O.ai. 
And we've got um, a blog section in there so you can read up about, you know, what is cryptocurrency and what is Bitcoin, learn about wallets, um, learn how it works, learn, you know, different types of cryptocurrencies, why people buy them, what the different projects are doing. Um, we have a, a portfolio tracker and one thing that people can do if they want to, and I'd suggest this if you're sort of new and you're wanting to think about investment is you can do kind of like a, a dummy portfolio, like just make a portfolio, put some pretend trades in, say, oh, look, I'm going to spend $50 New Zealand and buy a little bit of Bitcoin. I'm going to spend $100 to buy some Ethereum. And then you can see how those perform over time. You don't even have to put any money in. You can just do kind of like a, you know, a fake portfolio and see how it works. Um, mm. And yeah, just, you know, if it's something that's of interest to you, just get involved. The hardest step is getting started. And once you've just, you know, made that first step, it's actually pretty easy and um you'll you know you'll be fine before you know it yeah yeah definitely agree cool thank you so much for coming on janine really appreciate your time i know how busy you are so that's awesome thank you so much for your help thanks sarah lovely to be on the show all right guys thank you so much for listening i really hope you were able to take something valuable away um be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at the one up project and i'll catch you on the next one 